of town. Oh shit. <laughs> Episode number three. <laughs> Episode number three sixty four of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Chris. This is Hector. What's up, man? Damn, it's been forever, ever. Hell yeah. How you been, man? Good. It's been really good just getting through this whole pandemic stuff. Oh man, it's been. I I, I don't think you recorded an episode with us since the pandemic started. Yeah, I think the last episode I did with y'all was. Might have been the XFL. Yes. When we were all we were all wearing the XFL shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's the longest time. That's half a year, bro. And we lost that team. Oh, don't, don't, don't. It's still, it's still too soon, man. Dwayne, please do something. <laughs> How's the pandemic treat been to you since uh, it started? Uh, How's your life changed? Well, no more bars, no more outside restaurants or anything like that. Work-wise, continue working, non-stop potential employee. Mm, también, huh? So, yeah. Do you work from home or you work on-site? On-site. On-site? On-site. So, yeah. Damn. Other than that, yeah, world hasn't really changed. Yeah. Other than, other, other than Walmart actually closing down around oh. 8 in the afternoon. <laughs> Not 24 hours, though, no 8 morning. o'clock. Yeah, I haven't gotten used to that either. I remember, like, <laughs> in April, the fucking... Walmart closed at like seven in the evening. I was like, "The fuck is this shit?" I, it threw me off, man. I still haven't gotten used to it to the point that now, if, if the sun's not out, I don't go. <laughs> that's the new rule. Like sunset, you go. That's curfew. That's, that's COVID curfew. You don't go nowhere. You almost hear that dark, that ominous uh, voice. Darkness yeah. falls. <laughs> <laughs> man. Well, that would have been a good leader right there. I know, right? Evil comes out. There you go. Dude, so evil. <laughs> <laughs> like, finally, somebody that doesn't speak Japanese but watches the Japanese wrestling. Yeah, yeah, the that's first, why I'm here. The first thought that, that's why we're both here, yeah. yeah. The first thought that popped in your mind when evil beat night. Oh, let me rewind that. First thought that popped in your mind when evil joined the Bullet Club. It was, it was there for a while. It was there for the, a while. The, the, the actions of evil were, were shown. But the thing the thing that I liked about New Japan when it came up to that was the fact that it was either going to be evil or Sonata. One of those two. And they just went for the more obvious ones because evil was always the quiet one. And so towards the end part of the of last year, he started making his moves like not standing for the pose anymore, not giving the, the salute. And they just finally decided to pull the trigger, which is with this whole thing that, that's been happening around the world, it was the perfect time for them to try it out, mm-hmm. which at the end of the day, it ended up causing some ruckus when it was like, okay, well, Naito, um, it took a while to get those two titles and have redemption, his story arc actually closed over the past what decade. Mm-hmm. And, always being the number two guy, yeah, not being top guy. And then now you have a subordinate that got tired of all this crap of saying, "Yeah, you weren't always number one," mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna show you who who's the who was the actual number one for them to go in in the New Japan Cup and then flip. On on Lij to go to Bullet Club, 
So, hey, good move. But at the same time, I understand the reasons. Did you like that they gave away him tur- turning to Bullet to Bullet Club before the title match instead of during the title match? Because I felt like storyline wise, you could have you could have had a big surprise having Evil out of nowhere turn on Naito on the title match and then showing him going into Bullet Club instead of giving up that surprise advantage by doing it the night before on Okada. It would have been a good focal point for the story. But at the same time, you needed the opposition of it because if you remember right, if you remember right before everything started, the traditional match around February, uh, well, the end of uh, spring, is the heavyweight champion faces the light, the light heavyweight champion, champion. and yeah, that match, right. that match never happened. So for them to put to to have that, you would have had already a subordinate versus the leader. So for them, it's like, okay, you can. We were gonna do that for for that match, have him and, within and, the same uh, team. And Takahashi was showing a little bit of signage too that he was starting. You were thinking Takahashi was the one leaving. Yeah. Back earlier in the year when we were talking about this. I was thinking about that, but at the same time, uh, when the whole thing happened, and they, then because. Given it that, when the whole pandemic happened, New Japan actually stopped all their shows yeah. for a while. Yeah. And then when they started coming back up, they came back with the New Japan Cup, which was... The finals of the New Japan Cup. No, the, the oh, whole tournament. The whole tournament? The whole tournament was was no fans, and but they were still having the whole thing. Yeah, there were no... Um, the, the finals of the New Japan Cup was when you started having fans. Yeah. And that led into Dominion the next night that had a 33% capacity. Yeah. Yeah. But in that same story arc, when when there was no fans, the way the the thing that caught well for me seeing New Japan caught my attention was the story of of uh, um, the Takahashi mm-hmm. that he his goal was to win that championship that that trophy because he wanted that match with Naito, and when he lost to Okada. That was he. That's when you started seeing the bleed of the psych psychological aspect of it. But going back to the whole thing with with the the surprise, the night before instead of the night of, it's story wise traditional. You have to have a good versus bad. So that's the like for them is you think that's so? The reason. Um, wasn't it? Um, if it wasn't last year, it was the year before where we had um, Okada versus Osprey. And they were in chaos together. No, but that was that was the that was the traditional match. Yeah, yeah, but not the not the New Japan Cup. Gotcha. Okay. Because I, I think overall in the history we haven't had a, a New Japan Cup winner face the same leader of the faction, and ended up happening this during this crazy time. So yeah. So Evil had it for about a cup of coffee, and then he dropped it back to Naito. Was yeah. it worth it? Test subject. Not really. They could have built up the story more. But Wait, do you, since, you're, since you're throwing stuff to the wall, if you're New Japan throwing stuff at the wall to see if it sticks, mm-hmm. would you have preferred that they just pulled the trigger with Takahashi in for a month, had Takahashi with the light heavyweight and the heavyweight? Well, basically all the belts, because Naito had both the belts. Yeah. Would you have rather pulled 
the Takahashi, because that's what you were building up before all these things started crumbling around. Mm -hmm. Would you have rather wanted to see Takahashi run with it for a bit? Not really, because that deserves an audience. An actual full audience, a not, full not audience. just not, like us in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, that deserves an audience. It's like um, you can't put your best card. Well, kind of going into the American side with, when it comes to WWE, um, you have to put certain moves out there to not waste your big kind of story arc. Because, you know, if you have something that's certified that you know, okay, this is going to get people's attention no matter what, yeah, let's save that for a crowd because you need that pop. And we learned that with Drew McIntyre. Oh, poor Drew. Again. He's probably been one of the better champions the last five years in wrestling in general, no matter what promotion you're talking about. But for him to have it in the state that the world's in right now, you, you got to feel bad for yeah. him. You just got to feel bad for him. And New Japan learned that. It's like, yeah, we're not going to do that right now. They, they deserve that story. Especially with Takahashi since he came back from a broken neck injury. Yeah. So that's why I understand like the evil move. Gotcha. You still wanted to do something, but you didn't want to give everything away. Yes. Gotcha. So now we're going into the Climax. G1 30th edition of G1 Climax. Yep. With Naito as your double champ. You think he wins it? No. Okay. Because I, I, every year the champ's in it, and I don't think, and even, I think last year was the first time that the, that the announcers were actually pushing that. Okada had a chance to actually win it, and what would you do if you won it? Because he's, he's never had that. Um, and I, I agree. I don't think this year's I don't think this year's the year that Naito wins it either. Yeah. Um, we're about to find out though, because we're about to do this guy for the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got the brackets and everything. Hector got all these sheets printed out, fucking office space style, and we're about to run through these. Yes. Um. No preparation whatsoever because we didn't know we were going to do this until about two or three days ago. So we left uh, our, our Japan expert in charge of everything. So for once, I'm the Abel and you're the Chris. <laughs> <laughs> night one. What stands out from night one to you? Night one? Yeah. Well, you have these. Well, actually, you were there last year. Last year's main event was, wasn't it Okada versus Ibushi? Last year. In Dallas? No, the main event last year was Okada versus Tanahashi. Was it? Yeah, it was Okada Tana. Oh. And that's why I made such a big deal about being there because that's that rivalry's never been outside of Japan. And so for, for us, to, for that to be fed to, to the Americans, it was like, that's like, that tops it. That's like Rock Austin to me now. I don't know if it would have been five years ago because five years ago I wasn't as invested in, in, in Jay as I am now. So, yeah, that's, I hold that in high regard. Um, right off the bat, dude, Okada versus Ibushi. Yep. I've, I've been flirting with this idea for the last year at least because they New Japan went through so much to keep Ibushi from going to WWE. Yes. So Ibushi's there for life, basically. Three years. Yeah, <laughs> but, in, but in Japan years, that's Japan a, years, that's a lot. Japan years, that's a lot. <laughs> so that first year, I'm like, dude, they have to, they're they're pushing Ibushi in the heavyweight division. They're they're giving him the belt as a thank you for not leaving us and going yeah. to the competition because AJ Styles left, Nakamura left. 
then the Kenny Omega did his own thing with with with, with uh, AW. Yep. And they 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 got a hold of Ibushi. For whatever reason, this year, I think the Jets have cooled off on Ibushi compared to other people on the roster that they might give a shine to. Yeah. But the match itself, Okada versus Ibushi, that's probably on the top of my list for night one that I have to watch. And I think I, if I remember right, this match was in last year's G1 towards the end part of the year. Yeah. Right? Finals, I think it was. Yeah. So that fin- the finals match of last year was actually pretty good. And I like the way, again, New Japan does their story arc transcends through years makes you actually think and every match in the fucking tournament counts yes every one of them i got ibushi winning you got ibushi yeah i or ibishi as you typed out on the first block let's <laughs> <laughs> type it fast <laughs> i've got ibushi winning that one i think i agree with that Okay, so you're in charge. You've taken down the notes for for all these matches. We're gonna math. I'm not. I'm not gonna be as much as I want to pick with my heart, and I have because I have it written down here in the fine on, on my notes. We're actually gonna pick match by match these winners and mathematically find out who's winning this tournament. So is it an X or zero? X is a win, zero is loss. Uh, is win, X is loss, and then that you could just put a. You could just put a. Fuck, that's a new question. <laughs> we didn't think this that much through. Yeah. Because um, we still have to worry about ties also. True. Okay, we'll put it like that. Our legend is 0x <laughs> bash. A tie. You're not going to have enough space there for all that, huh? Oh, no, you do, because you can, you can match them up on the fucking yeah. On the match deal. Yeah, okay. So while you're figuring all that out, while you're doing the Chris thing, Ishii against Suzuki. Ah, man, I was so butthurt that Suzuki didn't make the tournament last year that my my emotions are almost all in on, on, on Suzuki this year to win this thing. At least to get to the final so that whoever on the B block wins the whole thing, if it's somebody from the B block, they will have fucking earned it by getting the shit beat out of by Suzuki. Because that finals match is no time limit. So yeah. you're not saved by the 30-minute buzzer. You're going to get killed by, by the Noro like nobody else uh, What was that? Uh, I think it was last year's uh, Tagaki and... Uh, Tagaki and Ishii. Ishii. Damn, yeah. that ended up on our match of the year list yes. because it was just like 50 shades of gray and that's all you needed. Mm-hmm. And they fucking farted the goddamn... Abel's jaw was on the floor half that fucking match. He had no <laughs> idea. Yeah, no, last year was the, the coming out party for... Uh, New guys, uh, new fans of New Japan, or fans that are not completely developed yet. That was the coming out party for Takagi last year. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be... I, I think there might be one person that it might be his year. And we'll get to him in a little bit. But what do you think about the Ishii and Suzuki? Who you got? I got Suzuki. There's a story behind that when it comes to um, Suzuki. Ishii is more of a... He's already up to that point that he, he uh, what do they call him, builds up talent. Oh, he's a gatekeeper. He's a gatekeeper, yeah. In Given, uh, Suzuki is also a gatekeeper, but he's one of those like, yes. Yeah, you can plug him in the main event if you need to. Yes, if you need to. yeah. 
and then going throughout this whole pandemic, you need you need those type of players around there. So I I got Suzuki winning that one. My heart's telling me Suzuki. All right. Osprey against Yujiro. Osprey. This year might be Osprey's year. They tested the waters with him and Ibuchi opening up uh, Wrestle Kingdom. This past Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and him stepping up to the heavyweight division. I think this is going to be baptism by fire for him to see if he can actually go all the way. Or if he's ready to. Because I think. How can I put this politely? The experiment with the shorter guy, with the smaller guy, mm-hmm. they're trying their best to do another Omega. Because Omega wasn't the biggest guy. Yeah. But he had an appeal. He had something about it. They tried doing it with White. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work. But I'm thinking, and they don't want to blow their load with Ibushi yet. They still want to milk that. Yeah. I think, because um, I think that Ibushi would be a safe bet. I think I, they would be willing to try Osprey in the main event scene. Well, Osprey's already gotten a taste of that when he won the Never Open weight. Yeah. So I, Osprey's got that one. How about, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of this guy. I don't know what it is. Help me out here. Why should I care about Tai Chi? It's a weird thing with him. He's, at one point, he's building up as being the, like the playboy of New Japan when it comes to like the whole gimmick. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's like, how can I put this? Kind of like a Iron Man. It's like, yeah, I'm a playboy, but get me pissed off, I'll bring out the hard stuff. Uh, and that's where Tai Chi is building up his story. It, he's had a story for the past two years when they started getting behind him. And uh, right now, the last, the last feud he had was in the junior division that I remember was uh, against... Uh, it was a uh, Takahashi, mm-hmm. and it was the whole story ba- was based on the the history of them as juniors and showing of the black trunks and the the Boston Crab of yeah you're still a junior I'm kind of coming up you're getting beat below and now he's he's his feud's been mostly built around Okada. So that would be one of your matches to see. Tai Chi and Okada? Tai Chi and Okada. Ah, we'll get there. It's on this list somewhere. Yeah. Um, but for now, I got Cobb winning. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Muscle. Yeah. Um, we mentioned both the guys' names earlier. Let's get to it. Jay White, Abel's favorite. <laughs> Against Shingo. Takagi. What do you think? I want Takaki to go actually undefeated this year. <laughs> I really want that because they, New Japan was like, here, here, do it, take it. For the juniors. But he, he, was did it, he did it with the juniors. Yeah, so, the so it's like, okay, he did that in the juniors. Last year's, the G, last year's G1 was, okay, he almost got there, but he needed some points 
that at the end never ended up happening. But can you imagine if he goes close to undefeated the same streak, even if it's the same thing he did in the new and the the juniors, do it in the G one? Man. There's beef in there, dude. Hell you yeah. got Ishii, Suzuki, and Cobb that fucking uh Takagi's gonna have to face in this tournament. So this A block this year is beefy. It's it's meaty. Um I think I have all of Takagi's uh, I think I have all three of those opponents that I just mentioned for Takagi on my watch list. On my on my watch list so far for the G one because I I'm that's gonna just like Osprey's the, the test for the heavyweight division, I think Shingo's the test to see if he can take the whooping. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've got Shingo I've got Shingo beating um I've got Shingo beating uh Jay White all day. Jay White? Yeah. Alright, so far I'm gonna I'm gonna put that here to circle in the name. We've agreed on everything so far. On um, night one. Night one. <laughs> A block. A block. B block. Talk to me about Naito versus Tanahashi. Um, you know, in the beginning of the show, you said about Okada and Tanahashi, mm-hmm. the history behind that. Um, the story behind Tanahashi and Naito is not that far different from theirs. Yeah? Yeah. Because you got to think about it. Throughout the past decade, Naito was coming up as the next, the next ace. His whole redemption story was becoming the next ace, next ace. It never came to fruition. He, I think, I believe he won the title one time away from Tanahashi. And that's when um, New Japan was going through the shits. Was that, I'm not, I'm not sure if I have my, my opponents mixed up, but was that the, re- the year when Naito had taken the belt off of Tanahashi where the rematch was at Wrestle Kingdom? And the fans voted Shinsuke with the Intercontinental title defense as the main event above Naito and Tanahashi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you have that. And the whole story with them is, okay, I was supposed to be the guy, the guy to, to pick up after you. And one, you never gave me the endorsement. And two, you gave it to Okada. And three, you're still here. Yes. <laughs> so the story there is, okay, I'm going to prove it through the G1. And I'm the one holding the titles now. So, both of them. So now, and this story is Naito's telling them, I got them. Tanahashi is still going into that phase now of, do I still have it? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he. I think that payoff, we would have gotten it around this time if it weren't for A, the pandemic, B, the Olympics. Because the, if it weren't for the Olympics being in Tokyo, we would have had the G1 already, coronavirus or not. Yeah. But since the, the Olympics were supposed to happen, the climax now in October. And it will be happening next year in October also because of, as of now, everything, everything got, pushed got, back. got pushed back a year. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. I think I've got, not to go too far in this bracketing, but I think this year I've got, I've got – uh, Tanahashi and Okada both breaking even. This is going to be the year that they're going to be putting some people over. Yeah. And I've got Naito winning that one. Naito against Tana, I've got Naito winning. I got, I'll join you on that one. I got Naito winning that one. The second year for Kenta in this tournament. I'm hoping he does better this time around. Um, I like Goto, but I'm not invested in Goto. Goto used to 
he was a gatekeeper, and his whole story the past couple of years was trying to get to that platform of being the, the top person. And, but again, New Japan has never pushed him to that. He's, always He's missing like, something that yeah. they don't have the faith in him to at least give him the not the evil treatment. We'll give you a month or two to see how it goes. Yes. That's another guy where in this kind of current state of pro wrestling, he should. I honestly think he should have gotten the shot before Evil did. But I agree with that. Ingo Bernales right now is over as fuck, and Goto is just, he's just there. He's like Yano. Yeah. You don't even know if he's in there or not when it comes to being in uh, chaos. Yeah. But for that one, I got Kenta winning. I got Kenta winning that too. Yoshihashi against the Juice. Yoshihashi is another guy that I need somebody to like convince me to to give him a shot. He came back a couple of years ago to some fanfare. I I hadn't been invested in New Japan enough to understand why he deserved that kind of fanfare, and I just see him and he's, I just I need I need something. Where are you at with him? Meh. <laughs> Honestly, he's stale water for me. He's there's no there's no there hasn't been any buildup to anything with him. He's like, um, again, he's part of chaos, but it, most of the times you always see him with the New Japan mm-hmm. crew, and it's more of a plug and play for him. Is but, there anything that helps him stand out against the competition? Does he have a hand gesture? Does he have a catchphrase? Does he have a look? Does he have a presence? Does he have a mannerism that only that's exclusive to him that sets him apart from it and everybody else in line? No. From what I've seen, there's nothing that makes him stand out. Back then, he used to come out with a staff. I don't even know if he comes out with a staff anymore. A bow staff? Not like yeah. a group of people. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Five boring people coming out at the same time. It's like, I'm, I give up. I'm done. I'm not going to fight you. You're going to bore me to death. I want to live. Um, I've got, who is this? Right. Juice. Juice, man. I think Juice is about a year and a half or two years away from being. I take that back. I've mentioned on this podcast before how AEW's got a core of like six good young guys that could probably carry that company. For the next ten years, um, just like the like most of the cruiserweights from WCW did, to where three or four years from there, from from the from ninety six ninety seven, mm-hmm. if booking would have gave them a chance, WCW might still be here. Yeah. Guerrero, Benoit, Jericho, Mysterio. Same thing with AEW with Orange Cassidy and Ricky Starks and fucking Jungle Boy and MJF. You got guys in there like fucking Jay White. Much as people don't like Jay White, he got a reaction. <laughs> he got a big negative reaction, but he got a fucking reaction. Jay White, Juice Robinson, um, Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata. He's he's like the oldest of that tier, but he's there's a group of guys that are very old, and then there are a group of guys that are very young, and Sonata's like the right border, there. the border yeah. that that keeps them both together. Um, so and Takahashi too. There's a, there's some core guys in New Japan. And Juice is on that list too, where if he's like one or two years away from being like one of the next four pillars, once because because as young as Okada is, he's been around for fuck for a long fucking time. Yes, yeah. And Tanahashi's been the ace for a long fucking time, so there's already eventually two spots, and 
not as not on the on the same level, but we already retired Jushin Thunder Liger. So that's another another not maybe a fourth pillar, but like the pillar in the middle of the four that that helps in case of an emergency. Mm -hmm. It's un, uneven. So there's there's spots there that are prime for the taking, and I think Robinson, since he's got the um, American audience appeal too, there's American fans that know that like juice, and for whatever fucking reason, the girls in Japan are all about the juice. So <laughs> you, you could use that to your advantage. New Japan can use that to their advantage. I've got juice winning this this match against Yoshihashi. I got the same I, thing. I don't want to go through this bracket like my notes and just pick the guys I like over the guys I don't because Yoshi's going to beat some people. Fucking White's going to beat some people. Goto's going to beat some people. That's why I wanted to go through this whole list. and stuff. Once once we get a couple of nights on each block, we'll go a lot quicker because I doubt people are going to want to watch six hours of us fucking, fucking lottery, lottery drafting the whole fucking season of fucking G1 Climax. Even though it would probably be entertaining, more entertaining than the WWE draft, but still. Yeah. <laughs> oh god don't get me started we're, we're trying to avoid those two letters tonight um but for now the first couple of nights i'm picking fucking favorites dude and and robinson's on that list too um what favorite that i don't know why is my favorite but there always needs to be a bit of levity yes you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. Yano, man. Buy Yano's got a fucking gimmick that'll go over in America. By his DVD. Yeah. If you, if, he would be like the perfect manager for The Miz. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. With a whole Hollywood vibe and Yano bootlegging his shit. Dude, that, that, Yano's got some, got some cross-pollination with some of the audiences. Um, Sonata's beating the shit out of him. I got Sonata winning this match against Yano, but I'm, Yano's going to be one of those guys, like fucking last year where he tied Moxley's legs up with tape. And while, <laughs> how the fuck do you beat John Moxley? Yano did. <laughs> Take notes from the guy that you would think can't even like tie his own shoes. He beat Moxley. Um, Funny thing, which in this year's uh, New Japan Cup, um, Hiromu that was a match that, like that. Beat him like that. Hiromu him in the elevator, the elevator yeah. shook him down and he beat him for the 20 count. I saw that. I, man, I laughed for a good 20 minutes. I watched that clip like six times. It was fucking hilarious. It, and, and again, the, the really good part about wrestling balances with the very bad part about wrestling right now is that would have gotten fucking a lot more coverage if it was in front of those 2,000 people yes. that fill up that little Ryoku Stadium, uh, Ryoku Arena. That would have been so fucking hilarious. Just hearing the reaction from everybody and shit, <laughs> that would have been fucking nuts. Um, as as much as far as I'm, as much as I know, all these events are happening in front of like capacity fans. Yeah, they're they're back to yeah. somewhat normal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're back into it. That that's the other reason why I wanted to go into this because this, for anybody that's watching AEW, NXT, uh, WWE. Um, NWA, whatever whatever backstage videos that they're doing instead of having actual weekly shows, this is the closest thing to normalcy you're going to get right now with New Japan because it's been consistent and it's been fucking good. Yes. And I've, wrestling fans that dip their toes in, in, G, in New Japan because of the G1, they rarely get disappointed. So this is the part. This this is the opportunity for them to really hook some fans. Which, that and the Friday show that they have on the network now. That yeah, the that's the New Japan Cup US, I think. Yeah. And this one is... Kenta won a title shot against Moxley. Yeah, which is interesting. I was thinking because they were hyping the big uh, the finals of the Summer Struggle in the baseball field 
And with Moxie not even not being able to wrestle in the U.S. because of his contract with AW, I figured Ken said Moxie would have been on that show, and it wasn't. So I'm wondering when we're getting that match because I want to see Kenta versus Moxley. Well, here's the thing: if you took notice, um, when the whole New Japan, the New Japan Cup happened, there was a lot of not a lot of the big players there, Mm-mm. meaning Kenta, White, you know, all the one like Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, and they they're usually in those in those type of tournaments, and that's because they were all stateside. Now you're starting to see White, Kenta, Osprey. Yeah. Okay, that means that traveling is starting to open up. At so, least for exempt. Yes. Yeah. They so, don't. They won't let us there. I want to go. They won't. I, oh, yeah. And I have the time off, but they I I travel. They won't let me out. I'll be quarantined for two weeks before I do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's if they even let me in. They could just stick me on a plane back, and that's on me. So they, they probably have that exempt because of the whole the whole sports entertainment. The sports entertainment sport aspect of it. So when it comes to the time frame of the defending of the U.S. title, I think we might see it close to the finals of the G1. That gives the um, state side to open up more more of those borders. Because there's no way in hell Moxie's going to defend the U.S. title for New Japan on U.S. soil, even if whether he's AW champion or not. It's yeah. not happening. Which kind of sucks that you can't defend your U.S. title on fucking America. Which I would see Dwight, not that I'm shoehorning it, I would see Kenta taking belt off of him just so that Kenta could come around because he has an American presence also. He's yeah. got an established history here in America. Um, so with him at the belt. Um, Angaloa was doing fucking good, dude. He's um, in, that, in that tournament that they did here for the U.S. show. I was curious to see, and to see if they would have gone pull a trigger with him. And I kind of feel like the other company was watching because now we have Jey Uso, yep. wrestling because he, he has that he had he's has the experience he's had great matches and tag matches but he has great tag matches he's got a catchphrase down he even edited the catchphrase so that the fans can fill in the rest assuming they would be fans there so he's got he's got enough of the pieces where you can pull an evil if you want not that they're fucking gonna because it's goddamn Roman again we're trying not to talk about this but we're here yes. but at least but where did they get that idea from it's from they're, they're starting to push the, the New Japan Samoans, the singles guys, and they both can run it. One's yeah. got the promo chops. The other one's, is, I think, is the better in-ring worker. But you're always going to have that fucking Matt versus Jeff or Sean versus um, uh, Killer when he was a kid. Um, you're always going to have that separate Marty. Marty yeah. You're always going to have that separation where one one tag team guy is good at one aspect. The other one gets it, is, is better at another aspect. So when you put them together, they're a good team. When you split them up, you weigh which one's worth more at, at whatever time it is. Because Jeff is obviously worth more to okay. WWE, yet Matt was the one making all the noise with the broken gimmick and the fucking drones and the compound that did Brother Nero. And so it just depends what you value more and what, you can, what more you can get out of. So The whole J thing could work. The Tom and Tom, uh, Tom, Tongaloa, I was hoping he would have gotten a run, but I'm happy with Kenta um, getting that title shot. Um they're doing another tournament right now on that Friday show, but after once that um, tournament, the initial tournament for the U.S. title match happened, that's when I stopped watching. Not out of anything negative, just that there's so much fucking hours in the day and so much fucking wrestling on television, yeah. and I forget, you know, because you know wrestling on Friday nights in general, whether it's good or not, half the time I'm not, I'm not around. So, but uh, I'm hoping that happens soon, especially for New Japan that Kenta, Kenta and Moxie go at it. So. 
Especially we're getting Moxie rematch with um, Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Lance Archer. We had that at Wrestle Kingdom earlier, and that was yep. that was pretty fun. Left me wanting more. Took a while, and now we're getting it for uh, AEW in a couple of weeks. Did we finish night two already? Nope. We got oh. one. Now, finally. How far do you think Evil's going to go in this? He's got Zack Sabre Jr. in this first match on, this, on the first night for the B-Block. Evil's going to get to the finals, honestly. I feel that the whole betrayal and the story, because now you have, you have that question. You have the leader of Bullet Club in there. You have the subordinate leader, which is Kenta, that's been getting more attention than the actual leader. And then you have Evil, who technically is... He should be number one because he's got, he had at one point both the fucking titles that nobody else in Bullet Club got. But again, you consider him as the replacement leader because the, the main leader wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Wasn't able to be there. So now you have that compelling story of Evil has to prove himself again. Again. Now it's, a di- now it's a different group. On the spot, rate them. One, two, three. Who's the leader? Who's number two? Who's number three in Bullet Club right now? Oh, man. Story-wise, as much as Abel hates him, I got Jay White as the one. He's still the asshole. Yeah. yeah. I think I rate them uh, White, Kenta, Evil. Ooh. I have to give Evil some Evil some kind of rub for actually holding both the belts, even if it was for a month, but recently. So I have Jay White, number one, Evil, number two, Kenta, number three. If Evil wins the G1 or even makes it to the finals over Jay, then that switches. Then I've got Evil as the leader. But you can do that dissension within... Like, so many people have tried to beat the Bullet Club, and the Bullet Club always raise their hand. Yeah. Whether it's Finn, whether it's AJ, whether it's Kenny, even now with Jay White, and now with fucking with Evil. But with those three guys competing on who's head dick and who, and who <laughs> the other two are going to just be the nuts in the sack, you can, you can actually do the, 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 the trail from within and shit. Maybe even have one of the Tongans come up from the rubble. Oh, that's going to be, that's gonna be uh, Tamatanga there. Yeah. Because, again, coming out of, with this whole pandemic that happened, certain people got released from the the U, the stateside company. And those yes. two certain people are an impact. And from what I... News with their the contracts are open. Yes. They have the flexibility to play with uh, their and friends in Japan. And it just so happened that they're really good friends with Rocky Romero. Which he's one of those backstage kind of hands. Yeah. So... Yeah, again, you had Machine Gun already making those videos that he was gonna, he's going back to New Japan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And coming back as he is one of the original founding members, along with uh, Tama, uh, Tamatanga and uh, uh, Badla Fale. Yeah, Fale. Yeah. So, him coming back, you might see him come back and be like, nah, fuck, forget y'all. I'm, I'm the head dick here. <laughs> because here's the thing. It's um, Machine Gun has actually gone to the finals in G1 twice. before. Yeah, twice. He's a. I'm. Su- I'm. Su- the, the, it, WWE had an awesome opportunity to turn Gallows and Anderson into the new version of Shawn Michaels and Diesel. 
because Anderson has the in-ring knowledge to actually be a single star yep. and have Andrew and have Gallows as the muscle. You know, it sucks that he's stuck in that muscle role because he did it with CM Punk, but he did a damn and, good job at it. And he did it as Festus. And he did it as Festus. But so, but he's good at it. So there's nothing wrong with complimenting a guy in a role that he's good at. You know, I honestly, it ain't, it ain't fucking rockets anytime soon, if ever. Um, but that damn dude, there's so much that you could do with the Bullet Club right now. And and now that we're getting fans back, it it's it's gonna be it's it's something to keep an eye on. Hell yeah. How far is Saber going in this? Is, well, what what are we doing with Saber here? Is New Japan is New Japan going to test him out, or did, has he already gone as far as he's going to go? I think the far, or he seems going any farther. I, I think he's going to be a placeholder, and they're going to try to transition him into the junior. Because you gotta you gotta remember, he if I remember right, the last two years, his statements were. Winning the New Japan Cup, and most of his victories were against Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, Liger is gone. He Ibushi. had that rivalry with Ibushi with uh, Ishii. Tapped out Ishii a couple of times. Yeah. And then he recently, last year, had the rivalry with Tanahashi, trying to end Tanahashi's career. And then he came back and avenged it. Um, and then ever since then, Kings of Pro Wrestling. Uh, this tournament that happened in the beginning of the year, Saber hasn't really done much. He Saber's. It feels like New Japan just has Saber there so that he could promote uh, Ref Pro, so that New Japan will have a presence in Europe, in in, in the UK. But yeah. they don't want to do anything specifically New Japan with him. Like you can't give him the light heavyweight title. You don't want to feed him to maybe. As crazy as it sounds, see if he can hang up with with Suzuki or, or with Cobb or with fucking um, Takagi and see if maybe you put him as one of the four pillars of your next generation five, six years down the line. Honestly, I think that they should do that with him because, again, you are you already lost the, the main pillar for the light heavyweight, and uh, he fits the criteria. Other than that, you only see him going either the trios um, – the, six the never, yeah, or the never. That's it. Other than that, you, I won't see you won't. We won't. We'll never end up seeing Zack Sabre Jr. winning the winning a New Japan title. Yes, yeah. Because even when Sabre first was around, he had to deal with fucking Marty Skrull and Kushida and Omega towards the light towards the end of his light heavyweight era. He never really had a run. Mm-hmm. And then now you got Takahashi. He got fucking. Um, what's the guy from Bullet Club? Forgot his name. <laughs> Ishimori, Taiji Ishimori. Ishimori. There's there's new new guys that are funneling through the meat grinder in the in the light heavyweight, and it's still like where's where's Saber shot? And that's mostly like new lines, I think. Yeah. Now. And then the, yeah, now you got new lines coming up from 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 the uh, from the the, from the California dojo. And yeah. and they're and they're coming up with fucking um, with with the wrestler training them. So, um, God, it gets me It's it's like it's the like wrestler. right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, the dude that was gonna feud with Kenta. Yeah, it starts with an S. 
Katsuyori Shibata. Shibata. They're yeah. being trained by Shibata. So these aren't any, these aren't fucking slouches. These next kids, if you sleep on them, they'll they'll snatch your shit before you even see yeah. them coming. So with Shibata training them, yeah. So at some point, New Japan's got to pull the trigger with Saber or just let him, or just stick him in Britain. Yeah. Maybe call him up for Britain shows and keep him Britain only. But if you're gonna put all this effort in Japan, especially if he still has fucking uh, Michinoku hyping him up, it works. He's he, he's a viable heel. He has good matches. Looks be damned, you know. But if you're not gonna do something with him, then make space for some of the some of the new guys in there that are in your dojo. Yeah, you know this. I think this year might be the year where, whether it's on New Japan or whether it's on Zack Saber to to pull out another missing piece or whatever's whatever's lacking that that others see in him that's keeping him from the next level in New Japan. This has to be the year for him to either shit or get off the pot. Can you imagine that if we get to see a shoot fight kind of style with Zack Saber Jr. and, and uh, Suzuki? God damn. Just like we have that Fifty Shades of Grey match. Yeah. Tiger Key and Ishii. You have the actual mat wrestling between those two. Even if, and knowing Minoru's history, even if Suzuki beats the ever-loving fuck out of Saber, he'll put him over. In that fuck, in that beatdown, he'll put Saber over. Like, the, you'll get just that. a couple of reactions of, this guy's not dead yet. Okay, I, I can't kill him like that. You'll start, you'll start winning him over. But I would love to see fucking Suzuki and fucking Saber, dude. <laughs> that, the what what they did with um, with Takagi feeding, him, plowing him through all the the fucking juniors last year. I want to see that. In the next like nine or twelve months with fucking Saber. Like have Saber go Suzuki, have Saber do Cobb, have Saber do Takagi, have Saber do um Ishii. Like well, we've seen Ishii. Yeah. Um we haven't really seen much of Saber versus um not because I, I said earlier I'm not that attracted to him, but um Oh Damn. The guy that I don't that uh, Hiroki Goto. Have we had uh, Saber versus Goto? Yes. Uh, G1 Climax Kenny Omega uh, Kenny Omega um, series. Got you. They had they they had a couple of match they had a match there. That was pretty good. Yeah. Actually entertaining. Oh, I'll have to go back and watch that. That's gonna happen a lot through this fucking tournament because some of these some of these uh, shows are happening like consecutive days. So you're not gonna. You're, there's very little breaks in between if you're not watching it live in the, in the morning, yes. <laughs> or when you get home from work. So it'll have to be like a Saturday or Sunday that I'm that I have nothing planned. Where it's like, oh, I can catch up on stuff that are, that are on like my list or stuff that you would recommend to me or our listeners. We have we always have a, a little subculture of New Japan people that always show up when the New Japan stuff comes around, um, making suggestions on what we should be watching. Because fucking what is it? Five matches a day, nineteen days. So you're looking at fucking. Almost a hundred, like ninety something matches. Yeah. Before the finals, and of course, all of, some of them are hit or miss, but some of them, man, some of them are fucking grand slams. Yeah. Dude. For all for for the strikeouts you get, you get some grand slams on here too. Um, so what do you got, Zack Saber Jr. or Evil? Oh, this opening round's got to be Evil. Evil's got to come out of the gate swinging these first couple of nights. Yeah. Yeah. With that said. I'm You're actually going Zach, I'm, I'm actually going Zach Saber Jr. Okay. You got black, right? 
<laughs> like, we've matched them all so far, yeah. so you can pick whatever color. No, you wanted red. Yeah, I got black. Man. All right. So now that we've kind of give, made our peace over most of the most of the people in this tournament, the rest of this bracket, we're gonna start flying through some of this. Um, the third night, hands down, I want to see Ishii versus Osprey. <laughs> Didn't we see it? Okay, this is gonna remind me of Osprey Cobb at uh, a Supercard. At Supercard, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Osprey winning that. You got Osprey? Yeah. I'm actually gonna go against you on that one. I got Ishii. <laughs> I know. Uh, deep down inside, I know Osprey's gonna win it because the, he has the the story arc going behind him. But I I I don't mind going again with Ishii on that. How about you mentioned his name? How about Ta- Cobb against Takagi? <laughs> I got Shingo on that one. You got Shingo? I got Shingo. I'll run with you. I got Shingo there. I, I made this list with Abel in mind, assuming he was going to be with us. Most of the times that Jay White is on this list is because I would like, because Abel would like to see White get his ass kicked by his opponent <laughs> and, and Ibushi. So Ibushi against Jay White. Um, rematch, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. Uh, I've got White winning it, and I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I think the first, I think the first couple of the nights, Bullet Club's gonna dominate, and then the pieces are gonna start falling as the tournament goes on. One guy loses when another guy wins, and then it's gonna. I think, I think the Bullet Clubs are gonna might be tying out. In something during so here, race. remind me of this one. Um, G1 last year, we the winner from G1 last year was Ibushi. Yeah, the final match was was it Ibushi Okada? It was Ibushi versus Okada, and in the finals, it... right? Oh, for the block. Or for the actual final? For the actual finals. Because I know they... I think the actual final was Ibushi and, and, Tanahashi. and Tanahashi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm thinking back and I'm trying... Um... My memory's fuzzy, bro. The, uh, the, this G1, last year's G1's over a year ago and I drank a fucking lot since then. I think my... Uh, if I remember right, there was a there was already a story going in between Ibushi and White before the Wrestle Kingdom. So... And I'm thinking Ibushi won that one, the first. So, so there's got to be a rubber match there. Yeah. I don't know if White won that one, then Ibushi won Wrestle Kingdom. And now you have the rubber match between them. So there's a story there with that, between them two. But I actually got what uh, I agree with you on that one. I got White winning on I that one. I got White winning. <laughs> tai Chi against Suzuki. So Borne versus Leader. That's going to be interesting. Um, this is going to be an example that we mentioned earlier where Tai Chi is not going to be a, a, an easy roach to stomp. Uh, Suzuki's going to beat him, but you're going to see a sign of respect after that. That so, Suzuki normally doesn't give, even to his own people. So you got Suzuki? I've got Suzuki winning that. I got Tai Chi. You got Tai Chi, huh? I got Tai Chi. Cheating. Uh, Yujiro against Kazuchika Okada. I got a powder. I got a powder too. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Night four, B block. Tetsuya Naito, Zack Saber Jr. 
I got I got Zach Zach Zaber's room. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> it's funny because it's this happens every G one where the the heavyweight champion that's in the tournament he'll go almost flawless, but there's one or two guys that will beat him, and that'll give you the rivalry that'll during Kings of Pro Wrestling and yeah. stuff in the in the fall and winter leading up to your eventual Wrestle Kingdom main event. I I could see fucking um, I could see Zack Saber Jr. versus Naito rematching. Somewhere in the fall, maybe Kings of Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. to knock that out to get the rust off ball before Naito goes at uh, Ming's next. So I've got Zack Saber winning that too. Um, dude, I, for whatever reason, I'm dying to see Juice Robinson and Kenta. <laughs> I might be. At a, I might actually be at it, and I don't know where this is coming from because we haven't done this so far. I might be at a ten for that fucking match because they they have some their their styles aren't completely that opposite, but they're not completely there's. There's little subtleties here and there that they can pull something out together, and well, they have the same type of mentality because they were both in the in the system. Mm-hmm. So they, they have, have something to prove. Yeah, without complaining about being in the system and getting kicked out, they have something to prove. I agree. I'm at a ten for that. I might squeak Robinson out. I think Juice takes it. Yeah, Juice. Yeah, I got Juice on that one too. Yeah. Again, just like you stated before. It's one of those matches that, okay, you got somebody that's a favorite that you know might win. They might lose certain ones. I feel like Juice is going to get this one on Ken. Goto against Sonata. I got Sonata winning that one. Same. Eventually, Goto's got to win a couple. I'm, I, I don't know where I'm going to put those in, but I've got Sonata, I've got Sonata almost running the table. Almost. I got Sonata going to the final. Not to the final of the block. Final of the block. I've, I've got some options as far as who are the finals in my block, and I think Sonata's in that mix. Um, Tanahashi Yano? Oh, my God. It's, it's that time of the Aces career where he lets his guard down to some kind of butt fuckery. I've got Yano pulling <laughs> uh, one out. I got that one, too. <laughs> Yano was like... Yano was like the Texans in the early years where the Texans lose to like some dumbass teams, but they'll beat the Colts, the Patriots, the <laughs> those whatever, big name the teams. Big like, names, oh, they're gonna knock them out on prime time, but we can't even score a touchdown against the Bucks for whatever <laughs> fucking reason. Yano's gonna knock out some big heads this year, and you're not even gonna see it coming. And he needs some wins on the board. So I've got Yano actually taking one out on, on Tanahashi. Yoshihashi and Evil. Evil. Evil? I got Evil running yeah. now, too. Night five, A block. Man. <sighs> Let's start with the obvious, the rematch from the finals. Osprey against Takagi. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was our match of the year last year. Yes. Yeah, and now we're getting it in the G1. Two matches in, and these two are going to face each other. I've got Takagi with the come up. I got that one. I got too. Takagi with the come up. That's redemption right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. He might not. If if, Ta, if Takagi doesn't win the G1, he at least has that win over Osprey, and they can keep that going. So I've got that going. Uh, <laughs> here's a stunner. I've got Jeff Cobb beating Minoru Suzuki. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to think about that one. 
Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go balls out. I'm gonna make a bold ass prediction. There is not gonna be any time limit draws. Oh, they're all gonna be submission there, yeah. or there, yeah. There's we're not gonna have any any halves one pointers this year. It's gonna be pinfalls or or submissions. There's not gonna be uh, thirty minute. They, they go the whole thirty minutes. I doubt it. I, I I read that I read that list when you first said it to me, and I'm like, all of these can go can can yeah. Can can get a winner before thirty. I think I I gotta give. I, I gotta Cobb's got to knock out some heavy hitter, and I've got Cobb knocking out Suzuki. You know what? Yeah, that's a good point to make. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that one. Though. I've got Ishii beating Ibushi. Ooh. I got. I agree with you on that one because I think their their story. Uh, Ibushi has always had the better hand, the upper hand on him. What are you thinking? I got uh, Tai Chi. Yeah, I got Tai Chi winning that. I think I got Tai Chi winning that too. Yeah, I think I got Tai Chi winning that too. So now we're night six. Yano versus Evil. I got Yano winning. I got Yano too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got Yano too. I've got Sonata over Yoshihashi. Uh, on which one? Oh, Sonata? Yeah, I got Sonata over Yoshihashi. I agree with that one. Yoshihashi's gonna be some weird. It's gonna be again, he's gonna get some some good wins, but he's gonna be weird for which ones. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with my gut. I've got Zack Sabre Jr. beating Kenta. I'll join you on that. <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know what instinct that's coming from, but I've got Sabre beating Kenta. Yeah. Tanahashi Robinson? Oh, damn. That's going to be a nice little piece of business there because weren't they tag champs? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was Tana and Ibushi recently, but before that, it was Tana and Robinson. Um, oh, I'll stick to it. I think I think Juice goes over. Juice? Yeah, I think Juice goes over. Uh, bringing bringing up the younger talent. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'm joining you on that one. Naito's beating Goto. That's that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. All right. Night seven, A block. <laughs> Ishii versus Takagi, bro. Who do you got? <laughs> Ishii. You got Ishii? I got Ishii this time. Takagi won the last time, right? Yes. Yeah, I've got Ishii. I actually go against you on that one. What? I got Taiki. At your funeral. Yeah. I've got Osprey over Jay White. Same. Uh, what else? Okada Tai Chi. That's a that's a story right there. I've got Tai Chi. Same here. Uh, I've got Ishii. I've got Yujiro. I've got Yujiro beating Suzuki. Tokyo pimp. 
he, he, that's another guy. This is this is not a tournament catered to me. So the, the, even the heavy hitters got to lose once or twice, unexpectedly. So I've got I got Suzuki on that one. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> man, I'd have to go with Ibushi. That's a pick em, bro. I, I wouldn't be mad at either one of them. But for point's sake, I think I'm going Ibushi. I got a cop. I can't argue that, man. I'm in your house, I can argue that too. <laughs> <laughs> Night eight. Naito Sonata. Oh. Sonata. You got Sonata? I've got Sonata over and, Naito. And I agree with you on that one. I've got... Oh. That's a good... That's a solid night because you got two inter-promotionals. You got Sonata and Naito from Ingobernables. And then the battle of who's who's the bigger dick in Bullet Club. Kenta and Evil. Shit. Kenta. Yeah, Kenta. Build the story between the dissension of the group. I'd have Kenta beat being the former champ. I got evil. Okay. Shingo's beating Yujiro. Hands down. Yeah. Same here. A cowardly heel Jay White will lose to Cobb. I've got Cobb with him. Cobb? Yeah. I got White. You think so? Yeah. Tanahashi over Yoshihashi. You got oh wait, you got Tanahashi? Yeah. I got Yoshi. You got Yoshi? I got Yoshi. Where's that from? Where 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 is your belief that Yoshi's beating Tana? Um, in the sense of the way that, just like you were ma- making that argument earlier, of there's got to be some people knocking down big hitters. Got you. All right. Oh man, now we're going. Now we're plowing through. Woo! Fuck me, Wrestle Kingdom rematch. Osprey Ibushi. Bam. Ten right off the bat. Ibushi needs that comeback because Osprey beat him at Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. I've got Ibushi. And I got Ibushi on this one, too. Taichi's losing to Ishii. I got Ishii winning that one. I got Taichi winning that one. Mm. I've got Suzuki beating Okada. They had that match when... Suzuki completed his 30 years in the in the business. Yeah, that was the Omega one. That was that was the year that Omega and Okada 3 happened in the last night of the G1 and both of them got eaten alive by fucking Suzuki. Yeah. I think I think Omega lost and Okada went to a draw or something like that, but they yeah. both fought Suzuki in that in that block that year. Yeah. I've got Suzuki beating Okada handily. And I'll join you on that one. Uh, I'm not happy with the pick, but I've got Jay White over Jeff Cobb. Former heavyweight champ, former intercontinental champ. He's not going to be losing to everyone, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him. My inner Abel's is conflicting with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Shingo's defeating Yujiro. Oh, yeah. I'm going Shingo on this one. Well, majority of the way. Yeah. And I got... Actually, I got Cobb on White. Yeah? yeah, I don't hate that. 
Ninth pin. Bees luck. That's that match you wanted. Tanahashi Kenta. Yeah. That's the that's the first one I'm looking at too. The way that um, you had the respect factor with uh, with Okada and uh, and Shibata, where Shibata and Okada were in the ring, and then Okada was crying afterward because because Shibata couldn't get a title match at that pay per view that Okada won uh, his title rematch. I could kind of see the same kind of respect factor with um, with Shibata and Tanahashi. I have Tanahashi beating Kenta, but I think that's going to be a sleeper match that we're not going to see coming. Um, last year's G1, I think we saw this match because they built it up in the aspect of uh, Tanahashi being the New Japan guy and Kenta was the Dragon Gate yeah. guy. But this year is a different circumstance because yeah. Kenta's all in Bullet Club now and Tanahashi is, is more on the way out, kind of, because there's more than one person trying to test his his uh, longevity as far as his career goes. Mm -hmm. So I think the story's going to weigh a lot heavier this time than it did last year when it was just Kenta the outsider, not Kenta the Bullet Club guy. Yeah. Naito over Yoshihashi. Nah. Although for me, yeah, I agree with you on that. <laughs> the juice against evil. I have the juice winning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sleeper match for me. Of uh, being that that's gonna be a win out of out of that people weren't expecting. I'll go with that. Okay. Robinson over evil, huh? Yep. I can never, ever get tired of Sonata versus Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. I can easily say I don't care who wins as a person sitting down on the couch watching wrestling, but for this for the purpose of this episode. I'll pick a Sonata. You got Sonata? Yeah. I'm going to go opposite on you on that one. You're going Sabre, huh? Yeah, I'm going Sabre. Goro Yano. Goro's winning this one. We've given Yano a couple of Grand Slams, unexpected Grand Slams yeah. on this card so far, so he's going to start eating some L's. Okay. And I've got Goro feeding him his first one. I joined in that one, Goro. 9-11. <laughs> Read the first one. Takagi against Ibushi. 11. <laughs> Fuck. Takagi. You got Takagi? Takagi, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to double dip. On that. Yep. Let's go on the other end. This is going to be probably the match where if there's one moment where somebody can get my attention, it's Yujiro beating Ishii. I've got Yujiro beating Ishii. You got to remember, by now, this is the 10th night, 11th night of the tournament, so this would have been injuries. They've already had five him. matches. You've got some wear and tear on you. So some of the people that you think would be your heavy hitters, they're, they're going to be eaten up by time. I'm so so I've got Yujiro going over on that. And on that boat, I've got a kind of squeaking one out over Cobb. Longevity factor. Cobb hasn't been in many G1s. Okada's pretty much made his career in G1. I'll join in that one, too. Uh, Chi White? Oh, I was going to save that for later. Look at Osprey and Suzuki. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Shit. Suzuki is a... Suzuki's a heavy hitter, but he's not a big bitch. He's not Ishii. He's not Cobb. 
I've got Ishii over. I've got Ishii going over. No, it's Suzuki. I mean, Suzuki. I've got Suzuki going over on Osprey. I got Osprey on this one. You think that solidifies him as a heavyweight guy? Yeah. If you could, if you could survive Suzuki, you're, you're made? Yeah. I got white over Tai Chi. You got white? Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to have to give Tai Chi a couple more wins. I, I just got, don't know where in this tournament I'm going to I got Tai Chi on this one. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like he's gonna be one of those sleeper part participants with the with with the surprise wins. Yeah. Night twelve. What stands out for you? Ooh. <laughs> There's one. There's at least one. <laughs> it's probably the same one for you, but uh, Sonata Kenta. Oh. I've got Kenta. You got Kenta? Yeah. I got Sonata. Damn. Wait, do you have Sonata going over everyone in the Bullet Club? Who do I who, wait? I had put evil on that one. Yeah, and here's why: because on the on uh, was it night eight? You have Kenta and Evil. I have Evil winning. So, story wise, for me. Is you have that going in, evil comes out the victor, proves something, and Sonata was evil's tag team partner for the longest. longest yeah. And then for so this evil night, can could beat everyone in the bullet club, but he can't beat his former partner. Yeah, Kenta can beat everybody in there, but not, not yeah. And Sonata is like Kenta's trying to make a point. Sonata beats yeah. him too. He's gotcha. like, Yeah, you can't. Naito over Juice. That was a hard call, but I got Naito over Juice. You got Juice? I got Robinson. Wow. Yeah, I got Robinson. I've got Evil over Tanahashi. I don't know where that's coming from. I just have a feeling in my gut it might be the seltzer because that's the first time I've had seltzer ever. <laughs> but I think I've got uh, – I'll join you on that one. All right. Yano Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, I don't know where this is coming from. It, 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 you told me. <laughs> we, you and I were in the kitchen talking with the missus, and you told me that the, the, the seltzers are going to sneak up on you when you're not expecting yep. it. It's, it's the alcohol talking. I, I got Yano going over Sabre. Yeah, this might be the most wins Yano gets in a G1 ever. <laughs> so I think he's already got, what, two knockouts or three knockouts so far? Yeah. I'm going I've got Yoshihashi it. over Goto just because I want to give Yoshi the benefit of the doubt. And I'll join you on that one. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. We're at night 13 in this hole already. By now, Abe will be flustered. He yeah. Another blue chew, another bottle of water. <laughs> Zone now. 13. I'm going to throw it out there. Again, I don't know how much of this is me behind the wheel or who or what or there is the booze. I got Takagi over Okada. You got tired? Yeah, I'll join you on that one. <laughs> I've got Takagi over Okada. Oof. I have Suzuki over Ibushi. You have Suzuki over Ibushi? Yeah. And for me, I, I'll join you on that one. Reluctant. Damn, you know what? I'll now that I think you know, now that I think about it, I'm gonna have to go back on what I said earlier. 
fatigue. I've got Ishii and Cobb drawing. You got a draw there? Yeah. There, as much as I don't, as much as I want to be the guy to be the first one to rub it in and say, "Hey, I told you there wasn't going to be a fucking draw this year." I think there's at least one draw every fucking year. Yeah. And I'm looking at two tanks that are going to just run out of tread before they can do any damage, significant damage to anyone else. I've got a draw for Ishii and Cobb. I can't. I honestly, out of those two, that's like Ken and Ryu for me. I can't. <laughs> it's the, it's almost the same shit. I can't pick one over the other. I got Cobb. You got Cobb? I got Cobb. Where's that, that coming one. from? Um, he's young. Ishii's old. Got you. Yujiro over White. Again, that's I, that's just a feeling in my gut. White can't win them all. And that's that's inner Bullet Club match right there. Yeah. I think I was wrong on that one. Uh, Osprey, Taichi. I actually, I'll tell you this one. I got Taichi winning this one. You know what? Again, going through how many matches they will have had by the time this match comes up on the bracket, this might be the one where Osprey lets his guard down. I'm going to join you on that. I got Tai Chi also. Ooh, all right. Night 14. Match number three between Tetsuya Naito and Evil. The rubber match. Yep. Non-title. So it's easy to give it to Evil. So I'm giving it to Evil. And I'll join you on that. Yeah. Something's compelling me to pick Yoshihashi over Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know what it is. But I've got Yoshi over Sabre. I'll join you on that one, too. By this time... Because, By this... Oh, yeah. Because at the end, Yoshihashi's not really one of those uh, sporadic athletes. He's more of the ground base, and by that he'll compliment Saber. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not sure how the rest of this tournament is going to work out because there's going to be a fucking funeral. Kent is killing Yano. <laughs> Kent is killing Yano. I got Yano. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the Michelada, ain't it? Yeah, that that and just because. Okay. Wow. When it came. Just like you said, last year's G1, that that win that Yano got against Moxley, because honestly, that made my tournament. Bro. Because you, you put that way. you put that on the paper and you're like, yeah, Moxley's gonna kill him. Yano had fucking <laughs> money inside the DVD, y'all, and Moxley didn't take it, and Yano still beat him. That's like Santino winning the Elimination Chamber. Yep. Like you don't like you don't see it, but it it could work. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can't fight that. Robinson and Sonata will be fun as shit. As much as I want to give Robinson the rub here, I'm picking Sonata. Yeah, I agree with that. I got Sonata. This year just might not be Robinson's year. I'll go one step further. I'll throw I'll throw a bone for Goto. I've got Goto <laughs> over Tanahashi. I'll join in that one too. Like you can only be the ace for so long, and you're already in fucking night fourteen. That's seven the seventh match. You have to have you have to be low on fumes. So I'm giving I'm giving Goto the rub there. Uh, night fifteen. Fuck fifteen. <laughs> now I'm feeling like Abel for real. <laughs> let's keep the let's keep the weird shit going. I got Ishii over over uh, Okada over Okada. Joining on that one. Has Ishii ever beaten Okada? Uh, no. He's due. He yeah he's due on this one because their matches have actually been really fun. 
all the hard hitting stuff. Yeah. But at the I'm time, sure they toned it down a bit after fucking fucking Shibata headbutted his career away on Okada in that fucking post Wrestle Kingdom match. Yep. But they can still, yeah. I, yeah, I've got Ishii. You got Ishii too, huh? Yep, I got Ishii too. White is not surviving Suzuki. I've got Suzuki <laughs> I've that one too. Because not even, not even, uh, um, what's his manager's name? Tai Chi? No, uh, White. Oh! Okada's old manager. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's another one that's on the tip of my tongue. Gato! 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 Gato's afraid of fucking Zuki. <laughs> yeah. He sees him in his nightmares. <laughs> so at, at one point, so did I. Tai Chi is not surviving Takagi. Yep. Takagi's winning that. Uh, Yujiro is not surviving Ibushi. The last couple of nights is where the people that you want to win, they're having, they're getting wins. So I've got Suzuki winning. I've got Takagi winning. I got Ibushi winning. Sorry, Jeffrey. I got Osprey winning. You got Osprey? Yeah. And that's a that's a rematch from the Supercard. Yep. Cobb won that one, right? Yeah, that was when uh, television title for Ring of Honor and Never Open Weight were both on the line. Each had one. Cobb beat Osprey. He took the Never. Title. I'll go against you on that one. Yeah, Cobb. Huh? Cobb. Uh, night sixteen. I got Sonata over Tanahashi. Yeah, I'm joining that one. I got Evil over Goto. Evil over Goto. Yeah. I'll go against you on that. I got Goto. Naito's beating Yano. That's yeah. Remember, this is at this point, this is the ghost of Yano finishing this fucking tournament. The fucking hologram of Yano. Hey, it's but, New Japan. They got holograms by but, now. But you yeah. know, you know that's gonna be one of those comedy matches because fucking Naito has some. Naito's gonna be tired as soon. yeah. Naito's gonna be tired as fuck, and he can he can bounce off of the, the comedy stick. Because that Yano I, does. I still remember one of his moments is whenever they, you know, you know, fucking Naito's thing. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom stuff. He's always dressed up sharp. Yeah. Waze takes his time. There's always a, j- a gift from uh, Naito when he has the Intercontinental and he's just tippy-toeing into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would see that yeah. showing up against Yano. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got Saber over Robinson. And I got Kenta over Yoshihashi. I got Robinson. Yo! And I'll join you with Kenta. Got you. Oh, night 17. We passed a couple of nights earlier. Night 15. I was stoked for everything on the card. Night 17. I'm stoked about fucking everything on this card. I've got Suzuki surviving Goto. I got Goto on that one. Really? That's going to be one of those upsets. Whoa. Uh, you want to you wanna upset? I've got White going over Ishii. And for me, I'll join you with that one too. Because White, I think White has already beaten Ishii. It was due to shenanigans. But yeah. By that time, yeah, you're going to need shenanigans. Osprey over man, I can't do it to Okada. Has I don't think I've given a lot of wins to Okada so far. I've got Okada over Osprey. Osprey makes it to almost the last night, but 
We haven't been keeping track of points for every fucking day. Yeah. So we don't know what these points look like. We're just going off what we feel. Um, I got Cobb, Osprey. Oh, man. I've got Cobb winning. And I've got Ibushi winning over uh, Taichi. I got Cobb. I'll join you on Cobb. Don't tell me you got Tai Chi. I got Tai Chi on that. What the duck? You're breaking hearts this year, yeah. huh? Yeah. Fuck hey, me. it's 2020. It's been a weird-ass year already. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. So Gato's winning the whole thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Night 18. I want all of it. I want all of it. Ooh, Give me Sonata over Evil. Give me Kenta over Naito. Give me... Yano over Yoshihashi. The hologram somehow still gets a pinfall out of this. <laughs> give me the juice over Goto. And give me Saber over Tanahashi. I don't know what it is this year that I gave Tanahashi zero to no love, even though I bust my nut over us talking about the main event last year at fucking at night one in Dallas. But this is the year that Tanahashi needs, is going to start putting other people over. I got Sonata. Okay. I'll join in Sonata. What about the top one? You have Saber or Tanahashi? I actually have Saber. Okay, so we're two one. for two so far. Kenta and Naito. I got Kenta because uh, uh, Kenta couldn't beat Naito for the titles. Got you. I got Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's Yoshi. Yeah, yeah, Yano and Yoshi, that's a pick em. Yeah, and I got the upset with Goro going against Robinson. Ooh. So there's two options that we could do here. We could either crunch the numbers now. Oh, I can give you this for homework, and we can go over this when the tournament's over and see who who we got. Because right now, my picks might not align with the math. Your picks with your gut might not align with what we chose on here. So we can save this for later. We'll save it for later because I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to do a, a night for yeah. G1 finals. Yeah. As of right now, under my notes, these are the three options that I have for finals. I have Osprey versus Sonata. I have Ibushi versus Sonata. Or I have Osprey against Naito. And that's on, on the finals? Those are my finals. I have Osprey or Ibushi winning the A block. And I have Sonata or Naito winning the B block. I remember which ones I sent you. Because Because I... originally when I first saw the when I first saw before the matches, when I just saw the names on the blocks, the people in the tournament. I could see Evil going undefeated, but losing to Sonata in the brackets. I think what I sent you, you're even, it was surprising for you. For the A block, I had for the finals, Jay White, Ibushi. Mm -hmm. B block, um, I had Evil and Sonata matching up again. And the winners... For, for A block and B block was going to be J White and Evil. Now that's interesting because we've never really had two heels in the main event of the G1, have we? You think well, that'll fly now? It is a crazy year. Because there's always, it's always been, that's weird. That's that's I think that's what threw me off is that New Japan slowly, but there have been little little droplets here and there. New Japan slowly easing into the sports entertainment aspect that the Americans do. Mm-hmm. That is not something the Americans do. 
Matter of fact, it sounds like that's not something that New Japan has done. And there's no way in hell that Eve that you're gonna turn Jay White because he's an asshole. It's you've got a month to maybe reconcile with Evil and Naito, maybe, and bring Evil back to the fan favorite because Evil was the last like two years. Evil had been creeping up with help from Sonata and the tag work. He's been creeping up to like babyface levels. So for them to turn Evil when they did. And put him with the fucking Bullet Club with Kenta and Jay. Two guys that fans were shitting on that legit shitting on Jay for being Jay and Kenta for like shitting on Shibata. He hasn't been there that long. I mean, if the if the if the test didn't work and they shun Knight and they sh- and Kenta and Jay White both shun evil, could probably turn evil tweener. Maybe possibly going back to baby. Honestly, if you're keeping that final that you have, I'm gonna. Keep, that's an odd final to have. I'm gonna keep that, and I'm gonna say they are gonna turn evil. Face, put him back, but not with not with Lij on his own. Yeah, because he already has his manager. Yeah, the one that's helping him out already, and that's uh, what Dick Togo. Dick Togo. Yeah, Dick Togo. And you have that brotherhood kind of thing with Sonata. So if anything, I have Sonata leaving LIJ joining up with, with Evil. Just as Renegade, just on yeah. their own. Hmm. Can you imagine if at that match, going, going back to the conversation we had at the beginning of the show, when you asked me, did they pull the trigger too soon instead of the night before of the night on? Think about that. The night on you have Bullet Club sign, and then he just switches it up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that could be good. That could be really good. So yeah, I, I have, I have that as my final. Man, now, I can't wait, man. I'm gonna be cutting. A, I'm gonna be trimming a lot of fat in my television schedule in the next month <laughs> to try to catch as much G1 climax as I fucking possibly. And that starts this Saturday. Uh, so Saturday night, their time, which means Saturday morning. Let me wake up Saturday with some fruit loops and goddamn wrestling in the morning, just like old times say. Uh-huh. And Sunday. Oh, man, I'm fucking ready. Um, it, it's too bad. I'm not sure, maybe, because they, um, they hadn't really announced the locations for G1 before the COVID. So had COVID not happened, you think we would have had G1 matches here in the States again? Or was Dallas a fail because of the lack of audience? I think they would have had it here, but they had to put it into, like, wrestling areas. So, I, L.A. is easy. You got the dojo there. Yeah. You've already had events in Long Beach. Uh, sellouts or close to sellouts. Um, assuming COVID wasn't around... You'd have a, you'd had Japanese audiences fly over to G one. I don't know if you were there last year, but there yeah. was a lot of Japanese uh, Japanese in attendance um, for night one of G one at Dallas. Uh, so if you have it somewhere in the in, in the West Coast, Cal, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, you can get audience to go over there. Well, just looking at both night one and night two, their cards were built for US. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I, I honestly, 
with the whole COVID thing, that kind of ruined kind of the plans to come over here. Yeah. The one-two punch, because um, they had Wrestle Dynasty, and that could have actually built up some shit uh, for, for the G1, and that would have been in front of an American audience. Mm-hmm. And if that would – if because the, uh, were, they were pushing this to, the on-sale date for weeks until they wound up canceling the show, because I was on it. I, I, I made it clear. Yeah. When we had that wrestling – that last podcast you were on, that I was going to go to that fucking show because I would have rather gone to that and anything, any excuse to go to New York. Y'all are fighting. You're yeah. like finding out that the hard way, any yep. excuse to go to New York is worth it. You know, I would have gone just, just for the experience, let alone whatever matches they would have gave us. So if that would have, if, if those sales would have been just as good, hell, they might have had night one in New York. They could have come back. They could have, or they could have done, because they had all, they had three sold out shows in New York, Philly, and, uh, Massachusetts, Boston. They had three sellout shows when they did that little tour. Yeah. So they could they they could easily have done some G one matches over uh, here in the states. Um, but uh, regardless, for this, maybe they'll do it next year. Who knows what the scene's like with COVID and everything? Because you have you have an extra three months. Because again, with the Olympics being pushed back to, to twenty one, you're not going to have G one uh, going head to head with that. So if you you got another year. Maybe shit dies down. Maybe you get a vaccine. Maybe something else happens, and you can have you can you can have some some of the G one nights over there. I I would probably travel anywhere in the country if there's G one next year here in the states again. I would join you on that. Yeah. Because at the same time, yeah, think about it. The this being twenty twenty has been a weird year already, and all the new free agents that have been coming out, they've been working those type of deals that they're not. They're not tied down. They're not tied people down. Impact them. aren't tied down. There's some people in AEW that aren't tied down. NWA, um, as we saw this past week. Yeah. Same thing. And I'm and that's another match on the list. I'm hoping to watch this week. Uh, Nick Aldis is defending the NWA title against uh, Mike Kanellis. Well, Mike Bennett. Mike Bennett. <laughs> but the promo, the twelve, the, the ten pounds of gold promo that they had with him fighting his addictions and going through the pandemic and the whole thing going on with. Um, with Nick Aldis and his wife going right back to WWE and how that's affecting him, they've got me sold on that match too. So there's plenty of room to team up to to, to eat from every from eat yeah. all kinds of plates on the buffet instead of just going to one fast food place that's like the highest chain in the world or whatever. So hope that yeah, this time next year there could be a lot of surprises in the in this tournament, especially for the old timers. Like I, I like Ishii, he's cool. Suzuki, I've got a hard on for him. Obviously, Okada and Tanahashi. If you get, if you replace two of those guys with Miro or Moxley again, honestly, Miro, I would love seeing those matches. Nick Aldis, if he's still the, he's been MWA Heavyweight Champion for a fucking decade now. This is what it feels like. Well, he's the one that's bringing it back to yeah. the mainstream. You want to bring NWA? It won't be the first time that the NWA belt's been wrestled in Japan. You know? Yeah, you have. You've had a NWA product. Be in New Japan for all these years, which yeah. is a uh, um, flair. No, back in the day with uh, Inoki, and then with Liger. No, I mean like talent wise. Oh, talent wise, they, they've had they they still have one person there, and that's the the one from Bullet Club. That's right, Crown Jewel. Yeah, him still have him too. So next year could be oh, the landscape could be a whole lot different next year mm-hmm. when we're looking at this bracket. Man, this bracket is gonna be fun as shit. I can't wait for this tournament, man. Uh, I'm going to try to keep up with the weekly show 
because they're they've got some good stuff on the weekly show. Um, Darren Young debuted a couple yeah. uh, last episode. Uh, ACH popped up a couple weeks ago in a six man tag. Um, and uh, dude, Brody King's first match in that in that opening tournament when the show started. I hadn't seen a lot of Brody King. I had only seen G1 Supercard, maybe a tag match or two, but Brody's as a singles. He doesn't even have to lose any weight. Just him, the way he looks, yeah, that he's got a. There's an aura around him that you can. That if Japan needs fans in the American audience, you can do something with. He Brody. was doing some toys in New Japan with when uh, alongside Marty. Yeah, dude, imagine the presentation of PCO in front of a Japanese crowd. <laughs> they would eat that shit up with a silver spoon. Would you mind seeing that Suzuki against him? Oh. <laughs> that match will never end. <laughs> that match will never end, bro. They'll be they'll they'll be carried out together and still chopping each other. <laughs> That's a center of pay per view just around there. <laughs> Is that it? Are we calling it a show? Fuck right. it. We'll, we'll we'll end it on a high note. Thirty years of G one. You've been watching it a lot longer than I have. Is there anything that stands out in the last thirty years? There's. Well, in this last decade, I think the the one match I can't forget about is that Omega Naito match. Omega from, Naito, huh? From a couple of years ago, the story behind that was actually pretty good. Um, before that, going back, I've actually gone back and watched uh, Carl Anderson's run. Oh. That was actually pretty inter- interesting. Um, when, uh, that final that he lost to Prince David, huh? Yes. Um, which one's the other one? Prince Albert. Seeing oh. his run on it in the beginning years of it. Uh, Giant Bernard. Yeah. Yeah. They made him a fucking beast. I'm, so, I'm surprised they didn't give him a run with the belt. And they and they gave him a trial before the G1, which was... Uh, um, what's it called? The New Japan Cup. Yeah. Which he actually won. So, going back, every, like every now and then, it just curiosity hits, and I just jump back and forth. As far as curiosity goes, I didn't know this. Again, I'm not that fluent in the New Japan as I, as I could be. I, now that I have the network, I want to go back, even if it's in Japanese. I had no idea Sheldon Benjamin had a run in the, in the G1 before. Dude. Uh, one, him being in Suzuki's group. Yeah. Man, he had a good run. I think if I remember right, he won a six-man title with Michinoku and somebody else. But he had some really good wrestling aspects there. Yeah. Benjamin stuff. Man, I can't I can't talk G1 without Omega Okada 3. Fuck me, dude. That, <laughs> that's that's one of the matches where if I'm bringing if 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 there's a person in my life that's an outsider or a casual to pro wrestling and I want to dip their feet into like not the deep end but not the shallow end either like somewhere in the middle where they can stand up and still be above water I'm definitely showing them part three because the commentary in the first five minutes before the bell even rings fills you in on everything you need to know before that match starts and once that match starts it's fucking starts because they've already had two matches against each other. By that time, and, they're already hitting their, final, their, oh, their yeah. finishers right oh, there trying to hit it. Dude, that's a fucking Rembrandt painting come to life. For dude, me. even even going back and watching, not uh, given, he never got a real kind of push 
to go to the finals, but any of Shibata's matches in the G1. Oh, I remember seeing the, the Ishii one against him. That did it like slap fight. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I'll put that on the list too. Um, the other thing I mentioned it in the beginning, we, we talked about it earlier in the beginning of the show. Um, that first night in Dallas, dude. I, I've had it on my list for the past three years that I've been wanting to go to a wrestling convention in Tokyo. I've, I've rolling over weeks of vacation for the last three years purposely so I can have plenty of time to go out there. But to be, to be in Dallas for that first night uh, in, in the United States for the G1 tournament and, ha- and sneaking down to the third row on the floor for Okada Tanahashi, which is like the equivalent of Austin Rock, yeah. you know, I just, I, nothing can replace that, you know. And I was there with my bros, Scott and Travis, you know, took Travis, got Travis out of the house for a road trip. You know, there's a lot of other variables what, that tie into what did, it. What did Travis you know? think about that, Holy, match? man? his mind was fucking blown, dude. Because I know he's like, if there's no story behind it, there's no shit for me yeah. to actually do. Dude, as soon as the bell rang and everyone gave a standing ovation because they knew what they had in front of them, Travis, you see his eyes starting to open wider. And that just sucked into it, dude. It's just fucking bananas, dude. Um, I'm, I'm ready, man. This is going to be a fucking, bang, fucking banger. I'm ready for the surprises. I'm ready for the disappointments, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the finish comes out somehow as close as I would want it to be. Oh um, man, it's gonna be fun trying to figure out if we actually if we got it right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a month. <laughs> true. So no pressure. You have a month. Uh, I expect it to be done by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, thanks. Thanks for having me over. I've been, I've been wanting you back on the show for a while, and if this is what it took, fuck it, man. I, I'm always down for a drive. Uh, we'll definitely have to get you on the finals or once the, or a post-show to wrap up the G1 stuff, and um, we'll go from there, man. Yeah. That's the show. Uh, break the fourth wall real quick since you were in the conversation with us. We'll tell the people that are watching because we actually had quite a lot of people watching tonight. Um, New Japan, which doesn't surprise me. For whenever we talk New Japan, we have people that stick around for the yeah. whole fucking thing. Abel was supposed to come back. He's been chomping at the bit. He he's he's apparently he's over the COVID, and he wanted to come back. And after my apprehension, because he still hasn't gotten a positive test, I was going to bite the bullet, and and we were going to figure something out to record at my place. But then I remembered how knowledgeable or lack thereof he was in last year's g1 episode <laughs> if you were the chris and i was the able i did not want him to be the arnold and just like fade away <laughs> into obscurity so he took he, he took the night off um but i'm about 90 percent sure that when we get together for the preview episode of night of champions at the brewery it'll be scott and i and the return of old man able and uh yeah so that's gonna be interesting <laughs> but uh that's you'll see us then so that'll be in about uh two weeks a couple of weeks so we'll be back for that uh until then adios my friends keep it classy all right i'm chris right <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that thank you
Who's? Yeah, on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's no worse than the last episode I did with Scott. His neighbor showed up and he's like, I got that weed. I was like, oh, fucker. <laughs> Number one, don't tell me that because I want some. Number two, don't tell me that because I'm not sure who's fucking listening to this. I report you. So you see that? We only have six listeners and five of them are HR employees and shit. He's like, oh, fuck. So you see this whole scenario thing? Cracking us so up. This is, so that, this is episode zero of your, yeah. your spin-off. I've told Abel and Travis for fucking years. Dude, we should have our own fucking network and everybody does their own stupid ass shit. As long as and if it's fun and if it's fun, then it's fucking worth it. Yeah, my thing would have been called Welcome to Pendejos. <laughs> All right, Pendejo, you ready? Hey, yeah. <laughs>